Welcome to the Grace Chapel Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're encouraged and built up in your faith as we dive into God's Word together. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles today, would you turn to Romans chapter 8? Romans chapter 8, if you have a phone or a tablet, I always encourage you to bring your Bible. I want to thank you if you've joined us online, part of our Facebook community. Romans chapter 8, I like to preach in a series but today's just a one and done, all right? It's just a one and done. It's a short word of encouragement. Then we're going to have communion together as a church family. I want to preach a message called You Decide. You Decide, right? So Romans 8. Now, I talked about Romans 8 several weeks ago and how powerful this chapter is. In fact, many theologians believe it to be the most powerful chapter in the Bible. In other words, it has the deepest theology It is so rich in all of its truth. Some theologians have renamed it the Great Eight. That's how deep Romans chapter 8 is. I want to read verse number 31 to you. It says this, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Come on now. If God is for us, who can be against us? Right? If God is for us, who can be against us? Somewhere in my childhood, I was a Sunday school kid. I grew up in church. I went to a youth group. I've been in church all my life. I don't ever remember my life before church, right? So all I know is church. And somewhere along the way, having memorized this verse years and years ago, I always believed that it was translated incorrectly. For some reason, I don't know where I got this from, I thought the if there was actually supposed to be the word since. I don't know where I picked this up. I just, I picked it up that, that, that the translators put the word if in when actually it should say since. So it should read, I always thought it should read, since God is for us, who can be against us? You know, and I always thought that. In fact, this week I actually looked it up in 63 different translations which is very impressive in the 80s. You know, like if, you, know, if, like if you did that in the 80s, you, you were really, that's very impressive. Now, it's just one click. Boom, 63 translations come up. So it's not that impressive anymore. It used to be very impressive. And I read this verse in 63 different translations, and 60 out of the 63 translated if. Only three Bibles have it, the word since. And one of them is the message, which is a paraphrase. In fact, every, every Bible that uses the word since is a paraphrase. So if you go into the Greek, it's actually the word if. And I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, why did you put the word if? Because if leaves it open-ended. If actually makes it sound like the, 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 it's not final. Right? It should be the word since, because we know the truth of it. Hey, God is for us. But the Holy Spirit kind of spoke to me and said, no, I put the word if in on purpose, because you decide. You decide, right? Right? Because if is this word that, that kind of leaves it, the conclusion, up to you. Right? If God is for us, you have to believe that. Right? Because not everybody believes it. And even as Christians, many times we serve God our whole life. But, but there's this little, little bit of doubt that sometimes creeps in that says God isn't always for us. 
And so the Holy Spirit, through Paul, put that word in there on purpose and left it open-ended as a question. Hey, if God is for us, you decide. If God is for us, who could be against us? And I can tell you here today, listen, I've got one mission today, one message to share, one truth that, that I want you to nail down. God is for you. Can I get a good amen? God is for you. God is not against you. God is for you today, right? And so that's why I believe Paul, through the Holy Spirit, put that word for, for us to, to decide, for us to say, hey, I need to come to that conclusion myself, not because my pastor said so, not because I heard it somewhere else, not because my mother believed it, my grandfather believed it, but because I believe it. I have got this deep-rooted understanding, this truth is deep in my soul that God is for me today, Amen. Because the lie from the enemy has not changed since the very beginning of time. He has been feeding people the same lie. If you look at the book of Genesis and you see what happened in the conversation between the serpent and Eve, right? Remember, Eve said back to the serpent, we could eat of any tree except one. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If we eat of that tree, God has said we will die. What does the devil say back to her in Genesis chapter 3 verse 4? You're not going to die. Right? God knows that if you eat of that tree, you'll be like him, knowing good and evil. In other words, God is withholding something from you. He's not as good as you think he is. And God, listen, the devil is still telling the same lie today, that God is not as good as you think he is, that he's withholding something from you, that you're not going to receive all of his promises, all of his blessings, and here's why, fill in the blank. Right? And then we just fill in the blank. My past, my failures, my faults, all of my sin. Has anybody ever sinned in the room? Am I in the right church? Come on now. Listen, and the devil just beats us up over our past. He beats us up over our failures. And he says, hey, there's the promises of God, but you don't qualify for them. Why? Fill in the blank. Huh? God is not for you. He's for your pastor. He's for the evangelist. He's for all the people who have, you know, just displayed this incredible outward Christianity, but he's not for you. I'm here to tell you that's a lie from the enemy. God is for you today. Amen. God is for you. Amen. And you need to know it. You need to nail this truth down. You need to get this deep in your spirit today that when you walk out of this room, listen, I may not have understood everything there is about Christianity, but I walk out of here knowing this. There's a God and he's for me. Amen. He is not against me today. God is for me today and he is a good God. Amen. Psalm 34 verse 8 says this, taste and see. Huh? Taste his experience, seeing his perception. Taste and see that the Lord, he is good. He is a good God. And he's not withholding something from you. Huh? Now listen, God doesn't just sweep sin under the carpet. God doesn't green light just sin and let you live any way you want. 
He confronts us. He wants us to get it out in the open. He wants us to be real and transparent. But I want you to know this. As you are right now in your sin, in your bondage, if you're struggling here today with any stronghold, if you've got any issues in your life, anybody got any issues? Come on now. I know not here, but other people in other churches deal with that. In your struggle, God is for you. Amen? God is for you today. Listen to how it says in verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? Right? What things? Everything he just said. Now, you could go all the way back through the entire book of Romans, the whole letter. Romans 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, and everything leading up to verse 31. Listen, Romans 6 is powerful. Romans 7 is powerful. All throughout Romans, there's so many incredible verses. I want to just highlight, though, a few from Romans chapter 8. Can I do that today? Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. We walk according to the Spirit. Guess what? There's no condemnation for us in Christ Jesus. Isn't that good news today? Verse 11 says this, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Isn't that good news? Come on now. That's something to be thankful over, that the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me today. Amen? Verse number 14, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Oh, I love this part. But you received the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Listen, you're not some backwoods Christian. You are a child of God adopted by the Most High. You are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. There are no second class Christians. Listen, you are a child of God. You've been adopted. You belong to him. Isn't that good news? And when you begin to add all these things up, including one more, verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. When you begin to add up all these things, just in this chapter alone, you say to yourself, Woo, God is for me. And if God is for me, who could be against me? Amen? You begin to realize, yes, God is for me. Look at all that he has done for me already. And if God is for me, there's no devil, demon spirit, sickness, cancer. Come on now. There's no lack. There's no defeat. There's no bondage. There's no addiction. Who can be against me if God is for me? Amen? Listen, it's so important, this verse. In fact, Romans chapter 8, there's 16 chapters in Romans. Romans chapter 8 is right in the middle. But not only that, there's 433 verses. This is verse 217. 
I counted. Don't be impressed by that either. 217. It's the exact middle point in the entire book of Romans, this verse right here. I can't overemphasize how important it is. Why? Because it's the tipping point. It's where Paul stops and he says, what can we say to all of this? If God is for us, it changes everything. This is the tipping point. This is where everything changes. This is is the truth that exposes the lie. This is where your faith turns. This is what your faith hinges on. Everything changes with this truth. What's the truth? God is for you. Amen? God is for you today. Amen? Some reason this verse just exploded inside of me this week. God's not against me. He's not withholding anything from me. Huh? That I need for godliness. He's not withholding anything that I need to walk in faith. He's not withholding anything that I need to walk in, in his purpose. God is for me today. And if he's for me today, who can be against me? Amen? And listen, you need to say it. Because it says, what shall we say? Not think. Come on now. Not just think. You need to say it. What shall we Say, every day I do these faith declarations, I'm adding this one. This one ain't in it, but I'm adding this one. Every day I'm going to say, hey, Romans chapter 8, 31 says, God is for me today. Amen? I want to give you fourth truths that are so simple. Most of you know them, but I want to just remind you today. Is that okay? Can I remind you of some things, some truths from the word of God? The first one is this, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It may form. How many of you had some weapons formed lately? You see some clouds. Oh, yeah. Floridians, we know. We know how to read the clouds, buddy. It's going to rain in 30 minutes. We see the clouds forming. Come on now. And weapons can form, but just because they form doesn't mean they'll prosper. Amen? In fact, we declared no weapon. There's no weapon that will form against me that will prosper today. Amen? That's the word of God. That's the truth that I'm going to declare over my life. And then the second thing I want you to know is this. Greater is he that's in you. I said greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The greater one is living on the inside of you. Amen? So this thing's rigged from the get-go. Amen? This is, a, let me give you a little football analogy, all right? Since it's football season, give you a little football analogy. I don't know if you've ever seen two people fight on a football field, two players go at it, and then I saw this happen one time. One guy points to the scoreboard. You ever see that? The winning team sometimes will point to the scoreboard. In other words, check the score, buddy. You know what I mean? You can get mad all you want. We're up 56 to nothing. You know what I mean? Like, that's the score. Ha, ha, ha. We win. You know what I mean? Like, that's the ultimate this. That's like the final word. Well, let me tell you, the score is bigger than 56 to nothing between you and the devil. Amen? God has given you so complete a victory that it ain't even close. Listen, this thing is not close. God is for you today. Amen? This thing is rigged. You're not trying to get the victory. You already have the victory according to the word of God. God is for you today. Amen? And then the third truth is this. You have to know 
that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen? How many need strength? Anybody need strength today? I need strength, yeah. So I'm going to believe that I can do all things how? Not through myself, come on now, but through Christ. And he's going to give me the strength. And then the last one is this. You need to know that you are more. Come on, we're going to stay in Romans chapter 8. Verse 37 says this. I'm not just a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Amen? I believe this with all my heart. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. He is for me today. Listen, I was telling the first service, I said, at some point, I'm going to leave the building. Right? We're going to walk out of this building. We're going to get into our cars, and we're going to go experience life. And we're going to experience Southern Boulevard, and we're going to experience lunch, and we're going to experience challenges and all these things that will come against us. And you may walk out of here, and the minute you turn your phone on, there's that text, there's that email, come on now, there's that post, whatever it is, and all of a sudden, it seems like it's against you. It is against you. It seems like it's working against you. Everything seems to be working against you. I want you to know this. God is working for you. Amen? And if God is working for you, it doesn't matter what email comes in, what text message comes in, what phone call you get Monday morning, what the doctor says, what, what is happening in your family. You have to nail this down. It is a question that you decide the answer to. And I have decided as for me, listen, I can only speak for myself, but I know that 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 God is for me today, amen, in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of my failures and my faults, in the midst of the ups and downs of life, he has never failed me, he has never let me down, this is my truth today, God is for me, amen, and so when you walk out of this room, I hope you hold on to that same thing, God is for you today, I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come, and I want to just say, thanks for joining us. And thank you to our Grace family who have been generously giving in to this ministry. For more information about our church, please visit gogracechapel.com and give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram with the same handle at gogracechapel. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.